Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today I'm uh, having a conversation with our best friend, best man, Raheem Hanley. How are you, bro? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. All the better by having you here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> remember, die. Remember, remember from Swansea. Yeah. All the better for seeing you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy! What a guy! So mm. obviously, I know Raheem. Everybody knows knows Raheem. Everybody has his has their view on Raheem. But mm-hmm. who is Raheem to Raheem? Of course, throughout the years, things have changed. But for now, I'm just parent like I'm a parent and playing football semi-pro I'm trying to be better like that's about it really okay okay so so what got you to where you are today um experiences life taught me a lot of lessons especially on the aspect of going through what I went through with football and having a um a daughter it changed my perspective on many things and just life itself, like things that happen every day, they, they've, they've, they give me a different outlook on life and maybe who I am right right now. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that. And and also even like um, just to go back to your career and your football career, you know, you started at Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in the world. And... Um, and just to go a little bit into that, how how old were you when you actually went there? Um, when I first signed for United, I was 10. I signed, yeah, 10, because I signed the under 11s. And then I was there till I was 16. Okay. And then and then at, when you were at the age of 16, you know, you go into that, um, you, you sign your your scholarship. So you actually got told that you, you weren't going to leave. How did that feel to you? How did you feel at that time? To be honest, um, I remember the day like it was yesterday. Like I was heartbroken to say the least. I didn't really know anything different. But Man United, um, I was known as the kid that played for Manchester United. Like even that alone itself, just to not be a Manchester United player at the time was was heartbreaking. I remember I didn't speak for 24 hours. Me and my mum sat home um, in the car on the way home. I had people calling me to ask, obviously, how the meeting went and just had nothing to say like even for a few months maybe a month after that didn't really want to play football they had every team under Manchester United in England calling me to go down for a trial and I just wasn't interested I just really wasn't interested until uh, one day I just thought my options started getting smaller because I wasn't going anywhere on trial because I just wasn't interested and then um, one day somebody came to me with an opportunity to go to Blackburn and I thought, mm, why not? Like, that's literally how I felt by like, mm, why not? And it, it worked out. But what I will say, in the period of me leaving United to Blackburn, I just wasn't, my head was everywhere. I was doing things that I just, just wasn't me. It just wasn't the Raheem that I knew or anybody else knew. I was, I was, I think I even smoked at a point, like, and that just definitely wasn't me and isn't me. So it was a, it was a very um, confusing time for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a deep time. You know, I remember when I got uh, released from Manchester United, it was like a time where I was like, it's all you know. You know, you go mm. in and every day, it's like normal. It comes into your routine and you're like, what now? What am I going to do now? Not yeah. realizing that there's, that there's like the real world out there. There's yeah. the, a million clubs. You're already at the top. So every only, club on the way down. Yeah. The only way. And and that's where and that's where people people like are going through that right now that are you know getting released from top clubs, not realizing that there's so many opportunities and so many other doors that can be opened in that time. And obviously to go back to to go back to how you felt and to go back to to, to that situation, what changed for you to actually make that decision to go to Blackburn? Um, I think it just I I came to grips with the fact that. I wasn't a Manchester United player and um, a lot of people still had a lot of faith in me, which instilled faith into myself. Like, you know, if enough people tell you, you you know, you're good enough and you believe you're good enough and you have all the teams in the world calling you, it's like, well, why don't I continue this? It was kind of like that. And then, you know, I think I, I think before I went to Blackburn, I went and tried at Stoke and Stoke was just like, I just didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. Like, of course, coming from United, everything everything's different. Facilities, uh, playing style, the players you're around, the quality—it was so different for me, and I just wasn't really interested. And then when the Blackburn opportunity come, I was like, at that point, I was ready to then start playing again and start getting back into football and doing what I know. So there was no doubt that I had a blinding trial at the time because I was mentally ready for that you signed for Blackburn then and then and then what happened from then you were 16 signing for Blackburn yeah I was 16 signing for Blackburn at the end of a season so um, I did a few trials few trial games I was um, obviously did well got signed and then it was the end of the season and it was pre-season two weeks into pre-season we were doing um, a possession I break my ankle three months out. Oh, my days. But when I broke my ankle, it was like, it was a crazy situation because for me, obviously, I'd never been injured, period. Before that, I'd had growing pains in my knee or, you know, you roll your ankle, which is normal injury. But when I broke my leg, it was like, wow, like, you, you, you almost feel like, will you be able to walk again? Never mind play football again. Like, mm-hmm. From being so young and I was still growing, I was so small. And then um it's crazy because when I when I was coming back from injury, of course you'd be you are watching training all the time and when you get the chance in matches and there was another left back and he was doing really well, like to the point where I was like Yeah, I remember questioning myself like I wanna get back, like, am I gonna get back in or what like what's the situation? Bear in mind, I've just signed, he he becomes a whiz kid overnight, basically, and you know, yeah. it's it's crazy the way things happen because I ended up playing centre mid then to get fitness, and then mm-hmm. a couple of games in centre mid. The England manager was watching me, and I ended up playing for England in centre mid. So, wow. you know, it, it was a crazy experience for me. So now you you like you you've you've got released from United. You broke your ankle. You know, your first month you signed for Blackburn. Then you've then you've gone to you've gone to play for England in midfield, which is not even your position. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 
you think that the the world is yours. You can, any anything can happen. You know, like you're thinking like I'm gonna be back at United soon. You know, you, you you're thinking all these things, and it's so interesting that you're saying this because it's like I don't even I can't really relate to to injuries like that because fortunately I've not, I've never had any injuries and and yeah. I can imagine that being so mad because you can see everybody progressing, everybody getting the opportunities and you're like you just wish that you can mm-hmm. be on that pitch you know like every day you're coming in for treatment and stuff and everybody's going outside and you're going to the physio room I can imagine that being so like like it could it must it must be mad it's, for your mind to, to have to deal with that it's genuinely mental torture like if you can imagine um you know going to the canteen every day at school and you're starving and you're watching everybody eat but you can't eat like it's torture. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. And as a young kid going through that for the first time, it was like, I don't want to do the stuff you're telling me to do. I can't use my legs, so you're making me do ride with my arms on a on a on a. There used to there used to be a, a machine called the, the grinder. Twenty four minutes pedaling with your arms. I ain't got the biggest arms and the best of days. Like I don't want to use my arms only to run and eat food. That's it. And That's they've got nice. to do. And before that, remember, I've not been doing any gym at United. You know what it's like. I get to Blackburn now, and all of a sudden, I'm 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 a I'm a bodybuilder. I'm doing pull ups every day, press ups, weights, and I'm just like, I just want to play football. So then, when I'm injured yeah, now, mad. it's like that's all I can do. I'm I'm doing on my life. I'm doing pull ups with a broken leg. I mean, the physio's pulling me up to the pull up bar. I'm doing pull ups. And he's helping me down when I'm saying I gotta get off. Like that's the sort of and back then it was crazy, but I feel so blessed to have gone through that because before then I was never even thinking about gym. It was yeah. never in my mind because I knew technically and when it comes down to on the pitch, that's that's all I ever thought about. Yeah. And that just gave me another yeah. perspective from when I was training with the first team and stuff like that. I was like, mm, maybe I do need to, you know. <laughs> add a bit of strength there and there because yeah because you're a, you're a little skinny boy so obviously you need to go to the gym was a little skinny boy very quick <laughs> very quick I was at that time so I depended on that an awful lot but yeah I was very very lightweight yeah so so your time at Blackburn so you ended up um at 16 signing for Blackburn scholarship 18s you know playing midfield playing for England and then how was that how was your time at Blackburn how did it go um I'd say probably Blackburn was probably one of my best times, to be honest. Like, even being at Blackburn, playing for England, then I was in the reserves at 17. So I was, this was when it was reserve football. So when we was playing mm-hmm. against, like, United, you'd have Darren Fletcher playing, like, just mm-hmm. all these different, old Raphael, Fabio back then, they were all mm-hmm. playing. And I was playing midfield and I, I was the guy, like, at that time, we was playing Youth Cup, um, I was coming, I was training with the reserves every day. But got into the final as well, isn't it? Yeah, we got into the final against Chelsea. I was training with the first team and the reserves every day. Like, everything was going great. At that, at that specific time, I was the man. To me, I was the man. Yeah. And even just hearing what people were talking about, seeing, you know, people saying, oh, you might get a move and stuff like that. It's all coming to play. And I actually felt that energy that, I'm going to get a move from this. I'm playing for England. Like, what can you tell a kid that's playing for England? And for me, at the time when I, when I was playing for England, I was thinking, I remember I remember them handing us our tracksuits 
when we got to England, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, how the hell did I get here? I'm playing midfield. How? I knew at left back, I would batch myself against anyone in the world at that point. At my age, at left back, I, I would have genuinely, that's the way I felt. But in centre mid, I was like, I'm looking next to people like um, at the time, Blair Turgot, um, John Lundstrom. And he, John Lundstrom was a captain. And I'm looking like, I remember playing against this guy all these years for Everton. And he's just running the show. And now, like, me and him have got to, you know, build a relationship in that midfield. And then for, for me to um, go to the first squad with England, do decent, and then for them to call me back, I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'm a centre mid. But really, I want to be playing left back because left back, when I'm playing yeah. left back, yeah, I, I'm just controlling games. Like, I feel so comfortable. It's, 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 it's second nature. Like, so it, it was a mad experience. And then... Um, Training with the first team all the time. I had, um, I was getting, I must have got, I got a pro. And then like three months later, new manager came in, said um, he's going to offer me a new pro because I'm I'm not earning enough money. These were his words. You're not earning enough money. It's not good enough. So we opened my pro, can't even remember to what it was. And then um, everything was going up. You just keep being patient, keep being patient. Um, I'm playing in the reserves and then the manager changes again. Then apparently the managers, I remember um, a reserve manager saying to me, oh, like, you know, it's come from up above that you you, you can't, you, you, you're you not going to play in the first team at this minute because he's playing, which turns out to be the manager's agent's son or something crazy. So you can imagine mm-hmm. me in my head, I'm just thinking like, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm doing so well at this time. I've got momentum and you want to tell me I can't play or, you know, my, my, um, I have to be stopped a little bit. Like it was, it was very, very, very frustrating and very confusing, especially at 18. I must have just been 18 going on 19. And I was just like, it was all up from there. I had a little few setbacks, but with my Blackburn yeah. career up until then, it was just all up. Yeah. Cause obviously I hear that you, like, I know your story and I know that you, that uh, at that time, you know, you, you're training, Every day with the first team, you're in and around the first team. You know, you're on the bench for the first team. Like being in, yeah. being on the bench for the first team. You know, that's a big deal at that yeah. time and that, at that at that stage of your career. Also playing for your country, you know, it's massive. Even and just everybody's before, like, just before I said on, what just happened, I remember um, playing a reserve game on Friday, and the first team manager, I can't think who it was at the time, he said to me, "Oh, they brought me off at half time. I've seen him do this." come off half time so I'm thinking huh? so the manager the reserve manager goes don't worry you've been you've been pulled out because you're travelling with the first team tomorrow so I'm like what you know what I mean like thinking the first team so then I travelled with the first team can't remember the exact game it was at that time but the manager's like said to me like he's got my kit all laid out remember this is the first time I'm seeing my name on the back of things, I think at the time I was, yeah, 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 I was 57, if I think it was. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, put your kit on and just go and do a cool down with the boys. Bear in mind, when I'm traveling, I'm saying to my agent on the phone, like, yo, I can't, um, I'm scared to turn on the TV. We've got a king size bed. I'm like, I'm scared to turn on the TV because I don't know if it's going to cost me. I ain't got no peas at the time. So it's like, if, th- if this TV charges me now, I am in a rut. So he's like, oh, I'll get you an iPad. He got me a brand new iPad. So now I'm like, 
in first team mode. I'm a young kid. I'm, I'm, this is when Blackburn was in the Prem as well. So I'm like 19th man in the Prem and watching games from, you know, right there. It's, it's so close. Yeah, it's, being it's, in the changing room. Yeah, like it's, it's literally mm-hmm. in touching distance. All the first team boys are treating me like a first team player. Even the way we were getting fed pre-match was just like, wow, this is like one of the nicest restaurants I've been to. That's what it was the equivalent to at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's yeah, like yeah, with yeah. the reserves? You're getting chicken pasta and sauce. That's it. Like no choice. When I'm when I'm when I'm there, I'm like, wow, like I can have chicken, I can have fish. I'm just like, yo, this is like somewhere I'd like to take my mom for a nice Mother's Day meal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like with all that going on at that time, and you know, and then I got the the, the setback, and then I was back in the squad again, and they had managers telling me. You're a centre mid, like you're gonna play for this club in centre mid. Then Nuno Gomez came and six Portuguese players came with him, and they all went in the first team. So then I got moved back. Then my mm-hmm. um manager changed again. So I, I got moved back in the pecking order again. My granddad died, and that's where my Blackburn career just went downhill from there. My granddad died, and I just it didn't really hit me at first. I remember I was in, I was in um, the reception when my mum, was it my mum? My mum had called me and told me and, you know, I felt it, but I didn't really feel it then. But then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a couple of weeks to months down the line, I was just moving crazy. I was drinking all the time. I had other stuff going on in my private life mm-hmm. that was just all messed up. I was drinking. I wasn't turning up for training for like three days. I'd come in as if nothing had happened, say I was ill. And I, to be honest, I just didn't, at that point, I just didn't care, bro. Like, I, I, I meant to sign a new contract, doubled my wage, signing on through three years. By the time this episode had finished, the manager said, you're getting a year on £50 extra to what you was just on and no signing on fee. So now at this point, I'm just like, I don't give a damn what anybody has to say. I don't care about football, to be honest, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that who do I even speak to or what do I even say? And this is stuff that at the time for me was uh, somewhat, not life-threatening, but that's somewhat life-threatening. Do you know what I mean? So for me, yeah. my head was just all over the place and the only thing that would take my, would, would make me feel relaxed was alcohol I just felt nice when I was on it so that's just what I did yeah I think that's what a lot of you know players revert to when when they're going through a situation in their life or they're going through a situation at football they can't they can't separate the two or they can't really bring them together like it's like I'm gonna go and distract myself and I'm gonna go drink and I'm gonna go gamble yeah and obviously if you're not gonna deal with what actually is going on in your life and you don't really have the people around you that are guiding you to do the right things you know it can be difficult it can be really difficult and and you know your situation as you spoke about it it's like what would you tell yourself back then to have done differently 100% speak to somebody and deal with it like a lot my one of my biggest issues at the time was I thought I knew everything. So it's like, you're telling somebody that knows everything and then there's an aspect of whatever I was going through behind, away from football, I didn't want to push that issue onto somebody else. 
because it was quite a serious issue. So for me, it was like, well, if as long as it's only me in danger or going to have the issue, I'm cool with that. But I don't want this to affect anybody else. At that time, I don't think I was, I, I was bothered about even living, to be honest. But what I, what I would tell myself at, um, at that time, if I could, was just speak to somebody, address the situation and, you know, separate the two which is the hardest thing in the world to have stuff going on here and concentrate on football but you know football for me now is like and I'm not playing at nowhere near the level I was but it's like when I'm there for that hour and a half two hours whatever it is I'm free of whatever issues I could be going through I'm free that's where my happiness comes from yeah yeah and football, obviously, you know, you have your ups and downs and at a young age, you experience them. You know, you're getting released at 16. Then you yeah. go into sign for another club. Then, you know, it gets to a point where you're in the first team, everything's a high. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it's a low again because you're not in the first team and you get knockbacks, yeah. you know? So it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Roller coaster. It's, it's downs, ups, downs, ups, downs. And like, looking at your career and looking at um, how you handled certain situations in the time that you did, you know, like then, so, so from, from the Blackburn times, then, you know, it gets to a point where you have to leave Blackburn. Yeah. Um, and then, and then how, yeah. how did you, how did you handle that? Because obviously, you know, things are happening in your life. You're like, what is going on? And then, you know, you you're in a dark place. How do you mm-hmm. get yourself out of that? Um, to be honest, at that time when I when I was leaving Blackburn, it was like I was doing so well previous to that that um, people people knew who I was. It was no everybody knew who I was at that mm-hmm. time. You know, I played in the um, FA Youth Cup final. Um, teams were interested, but wasn't sure what the conversation was going to be, and then. The ma- my reserve manager changed to the first team manager at Blackburn and he he basically said you can leave. He thought I was big time, which, of course, he didn't know me personally. He knew me from football and he's seen certain things and pieced together a story, which he came to the conclusion I was big time. So he's basically said, well, you can leave. So I said, all right. So I spoke to my agent at the time and um, he told me that, Swansea are interested in me but you know however um, they wasn't really willing to pay or how much they would like to have paid for me so when Blackburn said I could leave that was like the best thing that possibly could have happened at that time in the aspect mm-hmm. of if, if they let me run my contract out Swansea may have found somebody else but it kind of worked perfectly plus at that time I 100% needed to move away from Manchester it was all just too too much was going on and then um, yeah. so yeah this was Monday uh, Blackburn said okay we'll pay you up and you can go on trial for Oldham on Tuesday, on Wednesday with, with, with no on Thursday we've, we've sorted it all out for you so I'm like alright cool like no worries by Wednesday I was in Swansea and I was all over Sky Sports News that I just signed for Swansea had the whole Blackburn Oh, I had the whole Blackburn I was there. messaging me like, bro, how the hell? I was like, bro, don't worry, bro. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that there was like, 
I couldn't believe it was all over. Um, I remember going to Liberty and then um, with my brother and I'm holding a shirt, taking a picture. Like, mine's just signed for a Prem club from a champ club and you're mad. Like, yo, I was seeing guys. I remember because then you came to my house that night and obviously you were that staying night. with me a couple of days yeah. and stuff and you were like, Rah! and we were yeah. gassed because obviously we were with each other at United. United then yeah. now Swansea and we're like, oh my days, we meet again. That, that was actually that, a mad time. That time there was crazy. The, the transition was like, it was kind of like a new start for me mentally because no matter what was happening back there, like I didn't, I didn't need to think about that. Like I'm in a whole yeah. different energy, environment, team, everything's there. I'm in a different country. Yeah, yeah. A different yeah. country. Like, just, just, before, just before we go to your time at Swansea, I just want to go into something that you said about uh, when you were at Blackburn. Yeah. Um, so you said that the coach said to you, you were big time. Yeah. So you're not going to play in the first team. Basically, yeah. That's what he said. That's so, yeah. or, is that what he said? Or He, he was basically, he, he, he would make, passing comments to me or yeah. to, to to basically say like, because I think one time what, what happened, I must have uploaded a, a, a picture on Instagram. So one of my older friends had his own champagne. So mm-hmm. we, I must have took a picture and posted it on Instagram of me and loads of champagne bottles. Yeah. Like in his mm-hmm. house, just like, you know, how it was back then. Like it wasn't as big as it was now on Instagram, but I must have just wrote something like um, just something I don't know something about champagne anyway. So something that you thought was innocent. Yeah, it was. It was one hundred percent innocent because I, I had no, I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. But his thing yeah. was because I used to one of the older players at Blackburn used to to have me living with him. So mm-hmm. um, he had me living with him to basically help me to try and so I could get mm-hmm. there to training on time and you know all these all these kind of things. So then when they placed a, a, a viewing on him as a person, they kind of mm-hmm. shifted it onto me. Well, if these people are like that, so then he must be like that. But yeah, none of us were actually what they said we was or making out that we was, if that makes sense. Like yeah. they would think I was I think, out I think it's also, it's also, it's also for, for literally for, for, for what I'm getting from this. It's like, it's so important what you portray on Instagram, what you yeah. portray on social media, what who, what you portray outside of football. To be because honest, that's more important than inside because they know you inside. They know as you inside. As long as you're working hard and you're playing well, yeah. that takes care of itself. You can be your personality, but when you start to do things on social media, you give everybody else besides the, the 30 people that see you every day, they, they place a... a um, a perception of you. So if I was any, um, if I was to tell anybody the younger me today, it's bro, stay away from social media. You don't unless you unless you're at a point where you understand what social yeah. media is used for. It's not it's not for you to be social as somebody that wants but to. You be know a you know what it is also though. But you know what it is also like a lot of people. So you know say stay stay away from social media. You know it's not good for you. Stay away, stay away. But obviously you're not going to listen. Everybody's on social media. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just that the education of it where it's like you need to be wary of what you put on because yeah. how you are perceived is how people are going to look at you. 
and what you what portray you is how they're going to people are going to look at you and 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 like in in your situation for example if you're if you're showing alcohol in the back of you and and mm-hmm. champagne bottles like that can perceive, be perceived as something that is not but you're yeah. giving them an excuse and you're giving them a reason to talk about it obviously if i saw if i saw on instagram now like i saw a young boy at blackburn uh in the first team um with his with his um sat down with champagne bottles in the back like you're gonna think a certain type of way about it like hey what why why are you doing that you know what i mean even though you don't know you don't know but i'm just Mm -hmm. saying for them to be wary of what they are actually doing so people cannot make up a story from what they see and that's and that's exactly what i've learned growing up like instagram's a picture yeah so for example i could post you know, like say if somebody has a minute worth of Insta videos, you'd think you knew what they was doing the whole day. That's one minute of somebody's day. Mm-hmm. A picture yeah. is 0.00.001 of a second. So yeah. for me to post a picture like that, it's like, why would I should not give people the chance to even second guess what it is that I'm showing? So if yeah. whether I'd been drinking that they shouldn't be able to, to, to question whether I was drinking. If I was to put a a picture on Instagram, um, drinking a beer. That that could have been in the summer, but if I posted it now, I'm giving people a chance to say, well, oh, he drinks yeah. in the season. And now I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more aware of, although it was innocent from me and I know, it's like, I I, I, I was definitely not using, um, I wasn't rationally thinking. Like, I was young, mm. Instagram was kind of new. It was just like, yo, this is a nice picture. I look cool. You know how it is, hats backwards. Like, it was just one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, now, looking at Instagram, it's a lot more... Um, the, the, the rules are there. I think even clubs are even talking about what you perceive on social media now. In yes. fact, I'm sure they are. At, at, at United, we weren't even allowed it. it and that, we weren't and it allowed it. Sense. We weren't allowed Facebook and that. We weren't allowed anything like that. So, like, people, you know, use fake names and stuff like that yeah. to try and get it. But, but it was like, um, yeah, we weren't allowed it they basically protected us from that. Like I didn't agree at the time, but obviously looking back now, you know, like looking at your situation now, for example, like it's like, yeah, it's good that they protected us in that way. Yeah. But also like it kind of held us back to actually be, be human, you know, like you're in a cage, aren't you? You're in a cage then because like you're in this football bubble, but obviously you have your friends also. And you're like, I'm getting... I'm not being able to open up to my friends and be with my friends because, you know what I mean? And that's where well, it kind of I, is. I, I, I actually understand, like, now, looking at it, like, for example, um, all the young footballers now, they seem to have a lot more of an understanding of Instagram because, you know, they may have the private accounts just for the friends and then they have the, yeah. the main account, which is just football. Yeah. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to allow them to be social but you know have it capped on what people see because like once you put it on the internet if everybody sees it you can't take that back yeah anything you put out there yeah. it only takes one person to see it and keep it and you can't take it back i think that's true but then um so then you went to swansea yeah and how was it there what what happened there well swansea was just like it was kind of um, crazy to me going from obviously Blackburn to my situation just 
changing my mindset was different. You know, at the time it was about money for me, like not about money, but you know, I was making more money so I could do yeah. more things. So automatically mm-hmm. everything was just times 10 for me at that point. It's not like I had to take a pay cut or, you know, I was going to a less team, mm-hmm. but you know, it was, everything was up. I remember going into training the first day and I'm like, obviously you was there and Ben was there and you know, the lads are just like welcoming me. I'm a bit nervous. I'm being busy in training. The ball's popping everywhere. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I didn't know, you know, you'd always told me what it was like. But, you know, when you're actually there, it's like, wow, I, I, need to, I need to catch up a bit. You know what I mean? I knew it was technically good. But when you're learning a different style of play, it changes the whole aspect of your mind, the way you think. They, the way they was teaching me to play at that time was like, I was free. I didn't know you, like, at Blackburn, it was more, they want you to play forward under no, under any circumstance. Like Swansea, I could have played back to the keeper 10 times and the, the gaffer yeah. would have clapped me saying, you kept the ball, you know, you keep it moving quick. And it was just like, breathtaking to me, like, just being able to, to, to play with you, especially because we had a relationship off the field. It made it so much easier to get the best out of myself and understand my role in the team as well as yours although mm-hmm. obviously it was it's, it's always hard to be with your friend in a team when you know I was doing at one stage I was just signed and was doing playing every week and you wouldn't play at a time so it's like how can mm-hmm. I be on top of the world and still yeah. try and understand like not that you would ever feel the type of way about it but it's I don't want to be coming like whoa I'm playing a game today when nah, you know, you're not I playing you. so it's you, difficult and, and we was basically yeah. together every day. No, we was together every day. All day, yeah. every day. So it's like... It, it, yeah, it's, it's mad. It's mad you say this because it's like, I'm thinking about it now and it was like, obviously it went through a stage of, you know, when you first came, I wasn't really playing. I was like yeah. in and out the team and it was a difficult time and you're playing your height and you're like, yeah. you don't want to be height because my man's low, I'm yeah. low. And then you're like, ah, how do I handle the situation? But obviously... Um, we spoke up. We spoke about these sort of things, yeah. like we were open with each other. But, but it was like, it, like you said, like I never really thought of it like that. And then, yeah. and then I, and now I relate back to it, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, man, like even when you weren't playing and I was playing and yeah. I was getting, pushed, and it was like, oh my days, like I didn't yeah. want to be too hyped because my it's man's like, a bit low. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that and it's coming back to me now, and it's, 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 it's actually mad. Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? Not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. A planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are, beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life. And my hope is that it changes yours too. It's like, it was mad because then I remember, I think it was, I remember an away game and we played together. And obviously we'd, we'd been at United together, but we never really played together and built like a, a proper relationship on the pitch. Mm. I remember mm. when we started playing together, it was just like, it was just so easy to, to understand because it's like, we'd go home, watch the clips and yeah. I'd say, bro, like, there, you have to 
take the extra touch and then reverse it. And you'd be like, bro, bro we need... get in so many debates from this. Oh, so many would sit down and watch your clips and watch my clips. And it'd be like, bro, you have to pass it there. Like, I don't understand. Like, and then we're arguing about it and then we come to a conclusion. And then even I remember one time we was on the pitch and we're arguing and I'm saying, all right, then, um, I'm not passing you the ball again or something. Yeah. 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 And then you went, you, you went, went you do you and I do me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, I remember, hey, like, we had some times, man. But you know what? You know point. what? Looking back, like, that really did push us. That pushed us yeah. to our limits. That really made us better every day. That really, yeah. like, I feel like that was so healthy at that time. Like, we were learning the game. We were like... Mm. Uh, listening to the coaches in a different way that was like, yeah. nah, we think it's this way and we let's do it yeah. this way. You know, like, yeah. when you were saying, like, you come short, I always said, like, I'm in front of the winger, so you can play it first time and you know that I'm going to be there. Yeah. Like, that's how the relationship that we had and it was just so sick that we could have that. And and looking looking now, I always try to make relationship with my left back, but it's like, Where's it's never really the same. I was just about to say that, like, even till this day, I think to myself, like, because obviously, because when, you, when you're playing with people that are not, like, you don't have that friendly relationship with where it's actually, like, you bro, it's, it's difficult mm-hmm. to, you know, ask him to make you look good whilst making him look good. Because in his head, yeah. usually, he just wants to run past 10 people and score, where it's like, yeah. for me, I could... Because we're to the me, 23, I, trying to break into the first team. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. I understand, like, even, even with the, the whole... What you just said, play it first time to the to the to the winger. Like that's that's something that I always try and do and build the relationship to say when the when the, the wingers come in tight, like you know, you have to come short because it's coming first time, and then I'm gonna get around him. And you know, obviously, it's, it's so difficult because people don't trust you. You know, people want to take another touch. People don't know yeah. the timing. It's like when I was playing with you, it's like. Everything was just so perfect. I didn't need to shout because we discussed it. We'd seen the same picture a thousand times that I don't need to tell you where to be because it's second nature now. You know, when he turns there, you need to go there. I know I need to go. And then when you reversed it back to me, I knew you was going to be on the edge pass about two for you to score. And it's like, it's it's unstoppable. And and even just, you, you complimented me so much that it kind of almost gave me a false, a false, um, you know, like a false, a false viewing of the way football was going to be or, you know, building a relationship. I think I could have played with Ronaldo at the time and I wouldn't have had, I still wouldn't have been as comfortable as I was with you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, because of the I relationship. hear what you're saying. Because it's like, sometimes, sometimes I think like, because cause you were like so solid 1v1, I was like, I don't have to go and defend now. Like, I know yeah. that he's got it. I know yeah. I can cheat I can I know I can cheat here a little bit because I know my man's got he's got him. Yeah. And then I can stay and then when he wins the ball, I'm gone. Like gone. that's a certain certain things. Like we really did have that relationship and we really did speak about that. And like even even now, like speaking about it with you right now, like I need to build that relationship back up with the left back that I'm playing with now because it's it's something that's gonna improve my game, it's something that's gonna make me excel more, and also it's gonna make the team do Steve, better. Yeah. 100 and that's, so, that's the thing so everybody's winning time where the manager said to us like used to will win us this game yeah and we were like in that to each other like we know we know yeah. this game depends on me and him because 
we are the two people with with the relationship. It's not it, there's no egos between us. It's I want to make him better. He wants to make me better. So collectively, what can we do that works? I know you want to go inside, so you know what? I'm gonna make that 60 yard run just so you can cut inside and shoot. Like, no. and I was willing to do that happening. And I think no. trying to build relationships with 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 players without without um you know, you try and make it a conversation without trying to make it about you. And I feel like yeah. when you're speaking to somebody that you don't have that friendly relationship with, like, that's all they hear. It's about you. And really, yeah. it's like, it's going to help the, you. That's, well. the, that's the biggest thing also, like how you communicate with people. So like, that's a big, big, big thing because, you know, as in football, there's big egos, there's big characters in the change room and yeah. people don't want to be told what to do by another football. Yes. That's just that's it. it. That's just it's it. True. But when you're coming now, now I've realized you've got to come with questions. You've got to come with questions, not about you. Yeah. So yeah. it's questions, it's questions in general, like, like, how did you handle that situation? Or, or what do you think about this situation? And then, and then he, and then like, it's up to him to ask you what you think about that situation and then you can come and say so when we're in this situation we can do this you know like that's how you can kind of compromise i've tried that and it's like a lot of the times with me personally with the 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 experiences i've had it's like Mm. they don't really care like i care like once that game's done they don't really they don't really care in it it's just like i'm just playing where it's me i actually just wanted to do something sick like I just wanted to be sick every game and do little one two. Like that's what I wanted to do. He didn't. Mm-hmm. The people that I've tried to build relationships with either just didn't feel that same passion about that part of the game that I did, or it's just like, bro, just do whatever. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it's like you get in the game, things happen so quick. It's like, bro, I like I've been so frustrated. Like, bro, I don't have a clue what you're gonna do. I don't know whether you're gonna go to come short and. Or, or go long and things happen so quick that it's not that I'm going to lose the ball, but it's just, I just want to build that relationship with, with you. Yeah. So Wait, it, it's just yeah. easier. I don't need to, yeah. I don't, I remember the ball used to come here. I didn't even look. Waiting for it yeah. to come casually, pop around the corner inside every single time. And I've never, yeah. I've never had that. And I've tried with every person I've, because that's the way I like to play. I've tried to build that with everybody and I'm, and I've really, really struggled at every club I've been at since just to even, you know, get somebody to, a lot of people just play football because they enjoy it. It's like every game's different. I'm just going to go and play and, you know, and I get it. Yeah. But for me, because I think maybe I felt the way I felt with you, that probably made me want that when it's just not realistic. Yeah. But now, but now you're at, you're at Swansea. So, so you're in the under 23s at Swansea. You know, what was your, what was your time like there then? Time at Swansea. Um, do you know what? My time at Swansea was so difficult as well. Like, I just felt lonely. From Manchester to Swansea. Yeah. yeah. I was just so, like, my life in Manchester was like, I'd always be around people, period. Like, from when I was a kid, from school, I'd come out and I'd be around everybody, all my friends. When I was at Blackburn and I wasn't in Blackburn, I'd come home, I'd be around all my friends. When I moved out of Diggs and I was living at Manchester, traveling every day, I was around people all the time. Like that was my thing. I want to be around my boys. And just as soon as I go home from training, I'm out till whatever time, coming home, same thing tomorrow. And moving to Swansea was just so difficult. Like you was there for a bit, then you went on loan. And you know, it was just, 
I just felt lonely. Like the times that you probably don't even know that I'd come home from training, sit in the living room and just cry because I just couldn't, I couldn't hack it. Like there's something in me that I just couldn't deal with being alone. Like, you know, like when I was in Manchester, I had loads of friends and, you know, people, people are touching distance. So it's not an issue for someone to walk down the road and come. But when you're four and a half hours away on the train and the train's 90 pounds and you're 18, you know, there's only a, a few people that can come and see you. Plus, people have their own lives. Like, even I, mm-hmm. I used to send my mom, my, my sisters, brothers, abuse. But it wasn't even abuse in a, in a way that was like, I was trying to be abusive. It was just like, I'm hurt, I'm lonely, and I'm depressed. Like, yeah, I'm going to training and training every day. And, you know, but for the most part, I'm sat on this couch on my own in a three-bedroom house that I thought I'd get because I thought so many people were going to be coming down and I'm just alone. And, you know, that that's one thing that I struggled with the most. Like, I used to think, why aren't you calling me and asking me how things are? And as I've got older, I thought to myself, like, I don't ask, I don't call them and say, oh, how's work today? Like, do you know what I mean? So it was hard, but away from that, with the football side of things, it was going good. Like, I, I, I just loved the whole playing style at Swansea. And, um, you know, the way we used to pass so much and, you know, I started to get maybe um, my my personality. I felt like, what I felt like is I was very misunderstood. Like, okay. like I felt like the coaches at Swansea at the time had never met somebody like me before. So I was loud. I was um, aggressive. And when I say aggressive, I don't mean I was, gonna punch someone's head in I just mean my, I was passionate very very passionate so me shouting at somebody is to get the best out of us not me shouting at you and that's just that was just my way and I remember one time I had to uh sit down the manager and say to him like I feel like I'm misunderstood I feel like you're you know you're um you're mistaking my passion for aggression like what you've got to understand is this 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 and this is going on in my life this is all I have if 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 I don't have this, I don't have a car. Like, all these things that maybe a lot of people in this team will have off their parents or, you know, life's all cushy at home. It's not like that for me. It's just not like that for me. So, me being aggressive, this is all I have. If this doesn't work for me, I have nothing. I, I don't have no qualifications. There's nothing else I could even imagine me doing. And yeah. I think from that point, it kind of understood. It understood me. And he then learned that people are different. And I feel like a lot of managers that I've came across, it's like, they don't care. They just want their rules and you have to follow their rules. And, you know, they're not open to understanding each player personally. But I felt like I got through to him that day. And since then, he was, he, was, he, he understood. It's not like I was really um, a player that didn't work hard or I loved the game. But, you know, I, at a time with, with with a lot of stuff going on in my head, I just there's times where at Swansea, I'd, you know, you know, I was like, I'd say to the coach like, this this is shit. Yeah, coach yeah. is looking at me like, has he really just said That's that? A bit, like, yeah, it's shit. Now, no, it's crazy. Like <laughs> to think bad. about it now, it's crazy that I would even feel like that's okay to say or to do. I wouldn't dream of doing. I've done many, many. I've had a thousand worse sessions then whatever sessions I've had there 
now and I would never even dream of even does it even cross my mind I, I'm, I'm the one telling people you know you know when you look back now at that situation and you look back now at like you know like telling the coach this shit for example or like making making trouble in a session yeah you know like looking back at it now like do you feel like you did that because of the things that were going on outside of football or do you think you did that for attention um Neither are. It was just more like I was just a very emotional young man. Like if I said, if I thought it, I said it. Literally, I didn't care about the consequences at any point. It's like if I think it's shit, I'm gonna say it's shit, and whatever the repercussions are for that, we'll deal with that later. And ninety percent of the time, I was not willing to say sorry whether I thought it was wrong or not because I never really thought it was wrong. It's like my thing was. I said what I actually felt, so why would I apologize for it? Yeah. And, it and it's mad to think how I how I thought then, because it's like what would it's like at the end of the day, he's put on something to the coach has put on something to achieve whatever he's planned to achieve in his life. Yeah. And who am I yeah. to shit on that and say, this is shit? Or even like the way I just used to express things, I I, I just you know, I was like, I just didn't care, bro. Like, didn't care. I, yeah, I'd call play you know shit. Yeah, you know it's I mean? so mad because obviously I'm passionate. Also, you know, like I yeah. want to win. I'm that guy that that that's like that too. But just in my mind, you know, I would just never say that. I yeah. would just never say that. Only due to the respect for 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 him that I would have. Yeah, you know, like not not because not because I would have respect for 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 someone someone different to be yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. Because another different person, but it's more it's more of a fact of like he's my coach, he's the yeah. leader of the team. Like I'm not gonna disrespect him in a way that's gonna make make him feel smaller than than he is. Like I'm just I would just not do that in that situation. Not, Obviously, he's in control you, of picking the team. Do you know what else it was for me though? It was more like I'm a human in it, and I have my opinion. I hated I hated people using authority to get to the goal like even that back, back when I was at Blackburn the same sort of things I would be like fuck this and the coach would say if um, if you want to go in go in and I'll just walk in like that was it that was basically him saying if you do it again go in and I'd just think fuck it I'm going in anyway this is shit and it's like for me I just hated people using their authority towards mm. me like even just little things like if the manager said oh um, we're doing this and I and I had an opinion like but well, do you not think this will work like or, or why don't we do this it's like they almost thought I was belittling them, belittling them when to me it was like we're all trying to win a football match or we're all trying to get better I'm just giving my opinion and it, it but it's no, also no, it's also a way of how you say it though like not of I've, course. I've also been, I've also I've also said to the coach it's not that I wouldn't say to the coach like coach can we do it two touch you know you know what's going yeah. on yeah, where yeah, you say yeah. fucking hell fucking hell uh, can we just do two touch this is fucking yeah. stupid you know like yeah, there's yeah. a way of also saying it you know and that's where and that's where I think like is 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 because obviously somebody right now is also going through the things that you went through at that time yeah so, sure. so that person is also thinking like I don't want him telling me what to do or if you go in then then he's gonna walk in you know like yeah. do you think that it, what would you tell that person to do in that situation 
you channel channel your emotions first of all because I just know I was very emotional it's like now now I'm older and I can channel that emotion it's like there's a time and a place to speak about things there's a way to say things and bro it's not about you that's that's the one biggest bit of advice this session is not about you there's 11 players plus another 11 whoever you're playing against in training games this is not about you whether you're the best player or the worst player it's not about you so don't make it about you take into consideration what what goal he, the manager's trying to get to and why he's telling you it just, sometimes it doesn't even matter why it's just get on with it do whatever yeah. you need to do to get to the next level if he's telling you to to jump bro jump you can ask why but there's a way to ask why you can't be like why you know you've got to be you've got you've got to you've got to be you've got to be friendly like how would you if he's if someone said why to you like that how would you feel about it like that to, 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 to narrow it down it's like you speak to if you said whatever you're going to say to yourself how would you take that how would you think yeah. somebody meant it? and that goes back to saying even down to the social media thing how can others perceive it if you shout out a manager in front of everyone he then has to do something about it because if you get away with it and he tries it and he don't get away with it now there's another problem so he, yeah. you know you get made an example yeah but now, now I kind of, so so it's like you got to a point in your Swansea career, you know, where you're on the bench for the first team and you're on the bench, you know, you, you, you're thinking I'm going to get my opportunity. I'm going to get my opportunity. And then actually when I made my debut, you know, you were sat on the bench, which yeah. was an amazing, amazing uh, achievement yeah. for me. And also like for you to be there, my best friend, to see me mm-hmm. on the pitch is like all that hard work in the season that we put in that season was like rewarded. Yeah, and, sure. and that's where that's where that's how I felt at that time. So so you know, I feel like your career after that went very fast. Very, very you know, fast. You went, it went really fast. It went from being in the in on the bench in the Prem, going to Northampton, not playing, and now going down the leagues. Yeah. You no. Know? And and in that in that time, like so you know, you know, like do you do you wish you did things differently or like for someone who is going through your situation right now like what would you actually say to that person going well, through glad, the lower i'm glad you you worded it in um what would it tell somebody because as much as i wish i would have did things different i don't really regret anything just for the simple fact that mm-hmm. if i didn't do all the things I've done and reacted the way I, I definitely wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't understand certain yeah. things, but for me, it's just, you know, make football, make football your priority. Like in a sense of, if that could jeopardize what you're trying to do, don't do it, bro. Or don't say it because a lot of things I could have unsaid wouldn't have put me in certain positions I was in. And I definitely had, even just me telling a coach um, to to whatever, being a certain type of way. At the end of the day, every coach in the world knows each other. It's a phone call away, and that definitely jeopardised um, me going to other places. So for me, what I would tell anybody that's 
feeling a certain sort of way, you, you, like, you need to speak to somebody and you need to understand what it is you're going through and why you're reacting like the way you're reacting or, you know, yeah. try and most definitely separate the two things. Football's football and outside, outside. Although football's a lifestyle, whatever happens outside, you have to learn to, to leave it outside. Once you, you know, drive in, it's a whole... That should be your bubble, bro. Like, treat that like a holiday. That's a holiday. That's a holiday for me. Once I get you in, know, like, once I go to training on a Tuesday and Thursday night, because it's not all day anymore, that's a holiday for me. Mm-hmm. That's how much I love like, playing football. That's a holiday. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like when, it's like the saying when they say like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So sure. if you're coming, if you're coming in football and you're not giving it your all, it's going to come to a point in your in your life where you're not going to give your wife your all. You're not yeah. going to give your children your all. You're not mm-hmm. going to give the people around you your all. And that's where and that's where people are getting it wrong. People think, when I get that, that's when I'm going to give it my all. When this happens, that's when I'm going to do it. It has to start from now. It has to start from it has to start from where you are right now. And see, everybody's journey is different. You see, in 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 what I've noticed in life, yeah, like with football and stuff like. When you're there, days go so slow because you have a day where mm-hmm. shit and it's boring and you're just like, oh, go so slow. It feels like the other day, me and you was playing on the left at Swansea. That was around five years ago. So many different things have happened since then that it's like, wow, things go so quick. I went from being on the bench in the champ to being on the bench in the prem for, for, for a different team to being on the bench for... I don't even know what league these teams are in that I've been playing for. Like, being on the bench and it's just like, now I'm at a point where I'm so in control of my emotions that somebody could look at me and ask me why I'm on the bench and I'm, I'm not even bothered. I'm just happy to be alive right now. Like, not even happy yeah. to be alive in, in the manner of happy to be, lucky to be alive. I'm just um, happy to be healthy. Like, I, I, if, I, if I felt like I did now, back then, the, the, I'd be your, 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 your perfect pro, as they, as they call it. I'd be your perfect yeah. pro. And, and you, know, you, know what, you know what's mad, Raheem? Like, to me, obviously, you had unbelievable talent. Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, one of the best left-backs ever. Best, one of the best left-backs. You could have been probably the best left-back in the world, mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion. Like... What do you think happened? What's like what what slipped up? Self-destruct. Everything, everything, every position I'm in now was because of me. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, as you go, as you go through a time, you say this coach and that. It was all me. I'm in the position I'm in, and it's only the last few years that I've actually accepted it and admitted it to myself. It was all because of me. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. You could, I can say, oh, this coach didn't play me, but what did I do when he didn't play me? Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's, it's not about when you're playing because when you, that's the easiest stuff. When you're on the green stuff, that is the mm-hmm. easiest bit. It's what you do when you're on the bench. How do you react to not being in the squad? How do you react to him not playing you? How do you react when he's telling you to go and do gym and you say, fuck, like, I'm not doing it because I ain't playing? Mm-hmm. Like These are the yeah. things that you think is not important because... You're doing your thing on the pitch. That can only get you so far. Unless you're Messi, Ronaldo, 
Ravel, Morrison, they're the only people that that can and even them, them people still even do their look thing. At that, look at them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And not even to go into that situation, but we all know the talent he has and it's and because he's that talented, that's why he's that I I'm not to the to the to the level of his talent. So unfortunately I don't get a pass to get away with those things. And you just got to for me, I just have to understand that the position I'm in now is because of the person I was, the the man I was, the 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 way, not even the way I was brought up, because I, I come from good people. I'm around good people, but my mentality at the time was 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 mad. Some people would say it's because I never had a dad, but that may have affected me. I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. for me, it was just I just struggled like with listening to people. Emotions, really. Yeah, my, my, I was very, I'm very, very emotional. And it's not like mm-hmm. to the point where I'm saying, oh, just cry all the time, but just being in control of how I felt each day and, you know, even just with certain situations happening, how, how can I now act? There was never any thought process. If I felt like I wanted to tell you something, it, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even thinking about it. There was a time at Swansea where an older player was in his feelings and he was shouting at me. First team training, yeah? He said, um, oh, all you young kids, are, they're giving away the ball all the effing time, blah, 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 blah. So me now, after training, I'm just like, in my head, this is what was going through my head at the time. Who the fuck is he talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, those words. So I said, rah, we don't mean to give away the ball. I was like, rah, we don't mean to give away the ball. So we said, um, where it's, so he starts shouting back. So I said, shut up, man. Yeah. So he starts like coming over. So I'm looking, I'm actually at this point, I want to knock his head off. I'm saying to him, bro, one of the other players was trying to, was grabbing me like, bro, chill out, bro. You arguing with a senior pro, like the manager will say, blah, blah, blah. I said, bro, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like if we was outside that gate, he would never ever speak to me like that. That and is like, so mad. To think in my head, that was okay to deal with a situation yeah. or, like that is just crazy to me even now. That's not even me yeah. as a person on the outside, but it's like the thing is what I will say with football is because there is so many emotions involved, it's it's so difficult to channel certain things. But for me, reacting like that was like for one, it wasn't that deep. For two, it's like, bro, is this gonna benefit you? The answer definitely would have been no. But how rationally I was thinking, it's like. I wasn't, there was never any thought process into anything. It was, everything was emotion. There was never, ever any, if a man kicked me in training and I didn't like it, even though he didn't mean it, bro, I'm, I'm getting you back. Like, and I'm not yeah. trying to tackle you. I'm going to hurt you. You know what's mad when, because obviously I was there at this point and I was like seeing it from an outsider's perspective. And I knew you at the time also. So I kind of knew what was going on in yeah. your life. It yeah. was like, it was like, I felt like, you were so inconsistent with who you were that yeah. it was like one day you could be the happiest guy, the jokiest guy, and the next you can be sat there like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck yeah, you. yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's where and that's where I kind of look back now and I think and I think, yeah, you were so inconsistent in that way where it was like nobody really knew what Raheem was gonna come today. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. And it was like, and it was like. Your your talent is just not enough. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Your talent is just not enough because if you suddenly now get pushed into the first team, people are going to be like, huh? How is huh? he getting... Don't like, make sense. Why would he get pushed when it doesn't make sense? When he just sense. told you to fuck off, how are you going to now push him into the first team? Like, sure. that's where, and that's where, and that's where it's like, it's not, like you said, it's not about you. It's about mm. everything. Yeah. Everything. You know, it's way bigger than you. And also now with everything that's happened, you know, it's made you the person that you are today. And yeah. everything that you've experienced and everything that's happened is made you, you. Yeah. And, and that's where, and that's where people also have to understand, you know, that life is not happening to you. Yeah. It's, it's happening, happening for you. you. For it's two. happening for you. It's making you into that person that you need to be. It's making, creating you into that person where God wants you to be. Yeah. And it's that's like what I truly believe. And like, I know that you're on your individual journey, wherever that's going to take you, wherever that's going to be. I know that it's shaped you into that person that you need to be. Yeah, for real. And that's what's, and that's what really matters in this world. You know, like everybody lives their purpose. Everybody lives in the, in, in what they're going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so just to, just to finish it off, if you could change uh, one thing in your career, what would it be? To not take anything for granted. I feel like looking back, it was like, I'm there. It's not, not like I felt like I'd made it, but it's like, I'm there. So I didn't really appreciate mm -hmm. being there. It's like, I'm here. It's like, I have a house. Why would I appreciate having a house? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's how, that's literally how it was for me. Like, I don't appreciate, or up until a certain point where I'd, um, after football, I went broke and, you know, I had to, I was forced to appreciate so little things. I didn't appreciate anything. Everything was just, from, from the age of 16, I was getting money and my, my wages improved and then it went mm -hmm. down a bit and then I went to nothing. Stone cold, like, I was that embarrassed to be broke that there's times where I'd eat cereal because I'd act like I wasn't hungry, bro. Like, I don't want to ask somebody like, bro, I need, I'm, I'm starving, G. Like, could you just pattern my life? And, and for me, it's like, from, from going from that to, from everything I had, I had two cars at one stage, um, a three-bedroom house, like, to just nothing. You are forced to appreciate such simple things like, you know, just freedom, freedom. Yeah. You know, I know people yeah. that have, have been in other situations and what they would do just to be free. And that's just something that's just normal. We're free, no? And now, you know, that, that for me, it was just don't, don't, definitely don't take any moment you have for granted because, you know, every game you play, there's somebody different watching. One of my, Tyler told me that. He said, bro, Every single game you play, at least one person different is watching, whether it be watching. Bill yeah. or Steve from flipping, you know, Halifax, for example. Yeah. It's like I went from playing for Swansea. Nobody, even in my whole area, could have imagined that I would have been playing for Radcliffe. Like, they all thought mm -hmm. I was a prem player. So, yeah. you know, for me to now be playing at this level, it's like, it's a shock to them. Funny, funny yeah. comment. One of my friends had been, uh, one of my older friends had been in jail for 13 years. He said, he, he, he must have seen me on Instagram. He's like, what? Rah, that's you. I'm like, bro, it's me. He's like, 
you've changed so much, bro. Like, I remember you playing football in your front garden. That's the last time you see me to now. And now I've got a, a child. Like, it, it's crazy how, for me, seeing him was like the other day. Like, I still remember him like it was the other day. That was 13 years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, things change so fast. And, you know, while you're, while you're in the moment, you feel like, you know, you can just suck it off for this day. But, bro, you suck it off for one day, you suck it off for two days. Before you know yeah. it, you're just 365 days in a year and you sucked it off for half of them. Yeah. You've missed an opportunity. No, it's so true. It's so true. Gratitude is the biggest thing. It's just to the be biggest. grateful for, for your opportunity and be grateful for where you are. You know, like moving to Madeira was the switch for me. Yeah. It was like I saw a different type of life. It yeah. was like at Swansea, you know, you, you, you're thinking about the lubes, you're thinking about the Gucci, you're yeah. thinking about, oh, what can I get next? But when yeah. you're here, it's like you start to appreciate life for what it is. Yeah. And you start to, you're looking outside and I'm like, wow, that I get to live in the heat. Man's wearing a t-shirt every yeah. year, every day of the year. Yeah. And it's like that, them sort of things, you know, it's really shaping you into that person that you needed to be. Like I could have stayed at Swansea. Yeah, but God guided me to be here. Like yeah, He needed me to be this person I am today to actually have this conversation with you on people, yeah. with people that people yeah. can listen to our conversation, listen to our journey. Yeah, for real. And it's to me, like, it's like just, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. For real, and that that's that's the biggest thing for me. Is you know what? No, but you know what the hardest thing is about me being in the position I'm in right now is people around you, like. So many people will put in your head, oh, like, why are you not here? Or you should be doing this or you should be doing that now because you're in this position. And it's like, everybody just needs to, once you allow people to get in your head on what you should be doing with your life, it gets difficult, bro. Like, mm-hmm. even that's just away from football. Like, if a man said to you, if he was in football and a man said to you, uh, invest this into that, yeah, it's like, that's somebody else's opinion on what you should do with your life. And yeah. with me, a lot of people, obviously from going from Swansea to where I'm at now, it's like people say, oh, you should have been playing finger. When I was broke, people would say you should have, you should get a job. And it's like, I don't want to get a job. And then, you know, two weeks later, I get a trial for Hereford and, you know, I sign a three-month contract for Hereford. And it's like, that was me making a decision for me. I had to stay broke for a bit longer and, you know, feel a certain way. And um, and a lot of the time is, it just felt like it was it was kind of embarrassing for me to tell people I'm not playing anymore. Because that's, when you when you mention Raheem Handley, that's football. That's how I've always been seen from the age of 10. I've been in the game at the best teams. So for me, it was just hard to tell people like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing at the moment. Like, and then they want to get into it. And it's like, bro, I don't want to flipping talk about football. Let's talk about something else. There's so much more to nah, like, you know. Yeah. What, you know what's crazy? Now I have a daughter. It's like it gives something. It gives people something else to talk about. It's like, yo, where are you playing now? Or you know, I'm playing semi-pro. I'm not really playing. All right, how you have a daughter now? Don't you? It's like, thank God. Now you can identify me just away from football. Like my life is not football. Even when I played football, it wasn't just football. There's so much more to me as a person and mm-hmm. that I go through and so many things I could probably teach you and you mean you could talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Nah, but Raheem, it was so good to have you on here, man. Like, I feel like a lot of people definitely related to it. A lot of people definitely got their 
their thing from it and I appreciate it bro I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your your truth and being being on here and being vulnerable you know speaking about your story and and inspiring people to to do better and be better so sure, appreciate it man no worries bro anytime Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways, and any questions.